Winnipeg fans, it's time to have a conversation about Rick Bonus and what's been happening with the Jets over the past month. I think a lot of it has culminated in what we saw in yesterday's game against the New Jersey Devils, and it does question a lot about the coaching staff and maybe the direction the Jets are headed as they firm up their playoff plans. We'll dive into the, the Devils game and all of this stuff surrounding Bones on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On right now to get started. Now, you know, like I said, the the topic of this episode, it's going to be a bit of a hot take. But uh, let's be real. Rick Bonus has not been doing very well over the past month or so. A lot of what Dallas Stars fans really felt frustrated with uh, when it came to his lineup decisions and his tactical acumen have started to rear their ugly head here. We're looking at a lot of stuff that, if you're honest with yourself, isn't that different from Paul Maurice back when Maurice was kind of starting to lose the team, maybe struggling to improvise and not really sure of how to, you know, cover up Winnipeg's, you know, uh, weaknesses, right? And not everything is on the coaching staff for this. The, the truth of the matter is Kevin Cheveldayoff really hasn't given the Jets enough to work with as a whole. I mean, you look at this Winnipeg roster, and even if it wasn't bonus coaching, the reality is there aren't many coaches who would probably be able to make this team look particularly great when you're facing a really strong opponent like the New Jersey Devils. But the flip side of this, right, is you can't make your life harder for yourself. If you're going to have a team that has very clear and obvious weaknesses, especially when it comes to roster depth, you're not going to win battles by having guys like Sakumanalainen, Carson Kuhlman, and other players regularly jumping into your top six. Once in a while, it's not the biggest deal. I mean, if you have a game in which, you know, maybe you're concerned about the physicality or something, maybe it's a team like a, an opponent that's lacking in skill. It It's something you can get away with, but the Devils are not that kind of team. They just absolutely eviscerated the Pittsburgh Penguins the other night, and the Pens are a pretty decent team, right? So the Devils are fast, they're dangerous, their offensive zone passing is stellar. The only thing that they've really had some issues with this year kind of focuses more on either puck luck or goaltending, and those are two things that they can't always control. But otherwise, the Devils are a wagon. And so for the Jets to come into this lineup with Nikolai Ehlers and Blake Wheeler on the third line, where... You know, whereas we see Appleton and, and Menelainen moved up into the first and second lines, I just have to ask what Bonus thought was going to happen. 
This team also swapped out power play units. You saw Dubois and Ehlers on the second unit, Perfetti and Schmidt on the first. I mean, what did you think was going to happen in this game against the Devils, who are just faster and better and deeper in almost every category? I, you know, for me, I, I get it. You want to send a message, and that's always important for the coaching staff to be clear with communication and stuff. But punishing players like Ehlers, who are among your most creative attackers, while you're elevating other players who, you know, routinely struggle and make, you know, silly turnovers, can't do simple zone exits, all that stuff, it just doesn't really make sense. And I get it. You know, you're, you're maybe thinking some of these some of these uh, star players really need to step up. And I think Ehlers in this game didn't always do things that necessarily helped this case. But by the same token, how much support did Nick really have? Wheeler looked like he was really fighting the puck the entire night. Adam Lowry is a guy who's a better, you know, bottom six defensive center than he is like an offensive support player. So Ehlers kind of had to do a lot of stuff on his own. And I think on top of his, you know, struggles there, you know, his job just really wasn't made easier. And the Jets, frankly, needed more support up top with the top six looking like it really just didn't have all that much going for it. So this was a really frustrating loss for me. It felt very avoidable, and it felt like a game in which Bones tried to uh, overcoach the situation. I, I get that the Jets haven't exactly been an offensive juggernaut for the past several weeks. You know, Winnipeg's scoring rates have kind of dipped. You've noticed that the power play is just completely vacant, but this isn't the way to solve the problem. So, you know, there's a part of me that wonders, is Bones sending a message to the, the front office? Is he trying to say, this is all I have to work with? Or is this just him reverting back to the worst habits he had when he was the Dallas Stars coach? I really can't say with any certainty. My guess is it's probably the latter, that it's just more of a reversion to some bad habits. But it's really a shame because, you know, for a lot of this season, I think Bones has done a fantastic job. When the Jets were doing well earlier this year, and, you know, routinely putting up really good performances against some of the strongest teams out there, I think that is where Bones' ability to be flexible and adapt to the situation really showed through. Now, though, we're seeing his worst tendencies, and it makes you wonder what exactly this Jets team is up to. What is the direction of the squad? And in just a little bit, I kind of want to talk about how I see the next few weeks playing, playing out, and ultimately, you know, what is Bones' destiny this year? Is he going to take this team through a deep playoff run, or are we going to see the worst traits that he has really continue to manifest and torpedo a lot of what makes this team special? And then towards the end, I also want to dive a little bit into the Ryan O'Reilly trade because obviously that has some impact on what the Jets are planning to do and ultimately what Winnipeg may even be looking for. So stay tuned for that. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a boost for my immune system, something to get my routine going, and uh, an extra level of defense while, quite honestly, you know, you're thinking about protecting your own personal blue line. You're, you're guarding against a lot of bacteria and viral infections, and you need to have an immune system support that gives you everything you need. That's why AG1 is very convenient. It's just one delicious scoop that lets you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you're on keto, paleo, vegan, uh, dairy-free, or gluten-free dietary restrictions. It contains less than one gram of sugar. It tastes great, and it's free of GMOs, nasty chemicals, or weird additives that you can't name. 
But you don't have to just take my word for it. It comes with over 7,000 five-star reviews from athletes, pro trainers, folks who are really involved in this industry and really invested in personal health. And best of all, investing in personal health costs less than $3 a day, which is a lot cheaper than those cold brew habits you're probably used to. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network right now. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are just sort of diving into uh, the shape of the season under Rick Bonus and how things have kind of been going over the past month. I, I alluded to the fact that Bones has kind of reverted to a lot of the stuff that Stars fans were really tired of. Now, I think the funniest thing is, by and large, what Bones is doing is what we're already used to with Maurice. So I think my hope with Bones this year was that when his bad tendencies did show up, he would kind of go back to the stuff that made him successful to begin with. There is a version of him that's a very good coach, and I think he's been a great communicator. I think he's been a great motivator. And when he has his lineups in a, a relatively optimal state and he has the team cycling the puck well, he's got the blue uh, the blue line activating effectively. The Jets are a really good team, and so for me, it's frustrating to see uh, some of these bad habits creeping in as the Jets have gotten healthier. I, I don't think you need grinders on every line. Sometimes you just need to really lean on that top six and fill it with skill so that you can overwhelm your opponents when you have the nice matchups and kind of let your 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 bottom six do the shutdown work since, let's be real, neither the third line or the fourth line are exactly putting up offensive uh you know, offensively impressive performances. And now that Ehlers has gotten hurt, things are going to get even harder. Uh, this Jets team really is 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 desperately in need of some kind of talent injection. And, you know, short of a, a game-changing player, I, I don't really know if it's going to be enough to move the needle. You know, while I'm still very hot for Timo Meyer, and I think a lot of us are, are very much in on him, I, I do worry, you know, once he arrives, or if he even does arrive, what is Bones going to do with, you know, how's he going to react with this team? For the past month, we've seen him routinely overplay the bottom six. We've seen Ehlers' ice time continue to go down. And, you know, you might say, well, Ehlers has maybe not performed uh, as well as he could. And partly that is true. I'm not going to say he's been amazing, but he is consistently one of the top scorers on this team. And for a squad that has kind of struggled to finish chances, Benching or or sidelining some of your top offensive stars and elevating other struggling bottom six players doesn't really seem to send a message that, in my mind, makes a lot of sense. So it all kind of leads me to this this question about Bones and his tenure here. It, it does increasingly make me wonder if this year is kind of a one and done with him. I think long term, the Jets really need to focus on coaching staffs that are are more aggressive, that kind of get away from a lot of the old school mentalities that have really held this team back in the past. I think we're seeing bones kind of reverting to some of those old school tendencies. And look, he, he is a bit of an old school coach at times, but I also think there are parts of him that are very open to uh, working on things, to improving. And so 
you know, hopefully this stretch kind of ends very soon. I, I'm not saying I want him fired at all. I think he's done a pretty good job. And even if he was kind of on the hot seat, do I really think Winnipeg would get rid of him? Probably not. I mean, they're still second in the central. Uh, he's still a pretty decent coach. And I think that the team generally quite likes him. And I, I really can't say that I would disagree with that. But he is going to have to work on some of these tendencies where, you know, the Jets are are being held back by some of his decisions. And again, like I said, not all of it is his fault. There is plenty of blame to go towards the front office and their their kind of quiet moves that really haven't panned out. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, the coaching staff is still responsible for the lineups, for making the right tactical tactical adjustments. And so far, we're just not seeing that. The power play wasn't any better tonight. In fact, it was awful to watch. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of running out of ideas sometimes because, you know, you look at this team and there's not a lot that you can do to, you know, dress up a pig that quite honestly still has plenty of warts. But overall, again, this season, the Jets have done a good job of, of kind of hiding some of those weaknesses. But there's only so much you can do when you're facing a team like New Jersey. And the lack of speed and skill for Winnipeg right now is definitely a huge problem. And uh, post-trade deadline, I don't know what this team is going to look like. What is kind of interesting is that Nick Kiprios over the weekend did hear from another NHL executive that, you know, while the Devils and uh, Canes have kind of gone a little bit quieter on the Timo Meyer front, he said, don't, you know, don't sleep on the Winnipeg Jets, right? They have all of the ability to make a big move. They have the cap space very soon to sign a player of his caliber long-term with a big cap hit. And they also are keenly aware that the window for the Jets is closing. So a lot to kind of unpack there. Uh, But for this season, you know, if Bones goes back to what made him successful towards the start, I really don't have any, you know, concerns about this team going forward. But if he keeps kind of rolling in the deep with these decisions to elevate depth players, to try and have grinders and more four checkers in your top nine, I think he's going to find that you're going to end up very disappointed. So Let's hope he kind of goes back to what made this team successful. Let's hope that Ehlers' injury is not long-term. This team really cannot afford to lose him again this year, uh, especially right now with, you know, the very difficult Eastern swing to close out the season. But let me know your thoughts on all of this and how Bones has been doing recently. Drop your comments below in the YouTube section or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. In just a little bit, we're going to talk about the Ryan O'Reilly trade, which happened over the weekend. Bit of a big move, bit of a surprising move, and also a very interesting one, and how it might impact the Jets and their pursuit of one of the top rentals and potentially long-term acquisitions in Timo Meyer. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners that I mentioned at the top of the episode uh, at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000, and that means bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. You can download everything from money line to point score. You can bet on anything from uh, money lines to point scores to the number of threes drained. Obviously, this is a, a great time if you're into the Celtics, or maybe you are uh, obviously a, a Curry fan. Maybe the Golden uh, Warriors haven't exactly been amazing this season, but you know what? Uh, maybe you're still interested in following them or even LeBron James's chase of history. He's crossed the points threshold. What else will King James do next? No matter what you want to bet on, though, bet uh, FanDuel was actually super secure. It's safe and very easy to use. And it even lets you combine your bets for a chance at the bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss this chance to get your no sweat first bet 
of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are just wrapping up with some thoughts on the Ryan O'Reilly trade, which kind of came a little bit out of uh, out of left field. Not that the trade itself is all that surprising. I mean, Roar was definitely on the way out of so the Blues, and St. Louis is quite frankly needing to go in a different direction. But I think the return itself was what is interesting to sort of focus on. So uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs traded for Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Chari, and it was actually a three-way deal. Uh, St. Louis got uh, Mikhail Abramov, um, Adam Gaudet, a first-round pick, uh, and a third-round pick from Ottawa, plus a, another second-round pick from the, the Maple Leafs uh, next year. And then Minnesota actually got Toronto's fourth-round pick in, in 2025. I think there must have been like some salary retention or something, um, but... All that said, you know, you're basically looking at what every team has kind of been asking for when it comes to uh, like a major rental trade, right? A first of some kind, some picks, maybe a roster player and maybe a prospect. And I think for the Maple Leafs, this does actually do a pretty good job of shoring up that top nine, right? Your center depth is suddenly, you know, something like Matthews. Uh, then you've got Tavares and, and of course, then you've got Ryan O'Reilly and your 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 third line, I guess. So that's a pretty good trade package. I would say for the Maple Leafs, they actually did spend a decent amount, nothing that they couldn't afford. Does it help them win a round finally? I don't know, but uh, all we can say is at least uh, Kyle Dubas has been doing stuff, you know, to try and fix a team that quite frankly, somehow can't win a playoff round. We don't know what is going on with that squad, but I guess it's just the Toronto curse. Now, what is interesting for the Jets here is that, you know, the price remains around the same, which is what we're expecting for something in the neighborhood for Timo Meyer. Uh, what I didn't mention from Kiprios's port is that um, Cole Perfetti has apparently been part of the discussions, which I think for the Jets would be very difficult to, to, to stomach and swallow, uh, especially if Meyer does not come with an extension. If he is not resigning here, there's zero chance that I think they really go for it. I think they would only move a Cole Perfetti or someone of that caliber if, in fact, Meyer is signing for like seven or eight years. But um, in the interim, right, for the Jets, I think this takes off one big suitor uh, who was Toronto. Not that the Leafs have really been linked recently, but Meyer would have been a player that I could potentially see being traded for just as a rental, not to extend long term. That said, it isn't going to make it all that much easier with uh, Carolina and New Jersey still prowling around, but it does seem like New Jersey's not really keen on moving Luke Hughes. Nemitz might be on the on the chopping block. There are some other players maybe they'd be interested in moving. I don't know if Holtz would be a part of that package. I think in general they're pretty uh, high on Holtz, so I, I don't know beyond that. But, you know, the Canes have definitely got some good prospects and, and players to potentially exchange. So the Jets are just kind of, uh, I guess, holding out. James Van Riemsdyk still out there. Um, Brock Besser is still out there. Luke Shen still available. So a lot of the, the names that the Jets might be linked to over the next couple of weeks, they're still available. They're still at the same prices. And I think the Jets in general are just trying to be patient for as long as possible. But I hope that they don't really wait on Timo Meyer if they're keen on bringing him in. Especially now, I think the sooner that they get Timo Meyer onto this team, 
and contributing. I think it'll be better for the squad. I think it could be a big morale boost, and it'll also help Bones with some of the tactical uh, depth that he really needs and gives the Jets a nice potent top six player for the remainder of the regular season. But I just don't know about the price yet. I don't know what the Winnipeg is going to be asked to give up. If it's the coal train, it's going to be really hard to stomach. But let's just hope that, you know, Timo Meyer has committed long term and is willing to resign because without that, you know, I get a little bit of cold feet over it. So let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Let me know what you think of all of this. Do you still want the Jets to acquire Timo Meyer? Do you think he's going to save this team and elevate the Jets to true contender status? Drop your thoughts below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We will see you, uh, see you back here tomorrow. But as always, have a great night and go Jets go.